Internet Traffic Jam episode 385. Hi, my name is Vince Reed, lead generation expert, speaker, and coach. And if you want to learn how to generate targeted leads for your business using pay-per-click marketing on a mastery level, stay tuned because I'm going to show you how. Welcome to the Battlezone edition of Internet Traffic Jam. Vince Reed here, and what you're about to listen to is a mastermind that I had with the one and only Matt Lloyd. Matt Lloyd is the founder of a company called My Online Business Education, a company that's generated over eight figures in combined revenue. In fact, his company has paid out over eight figures in commissions to affiliates all over the world. Matt and I have been friends for a long time, and if you want to learn how to truly make money leveraging the power of the internet, this mastermind is definitely for you. So sit back and enjoy the one and only Matt Lloyd. Hey, what's going on, guys? Vince Reed here, and welcome to another Battle Mastermind. I'm here with actually one of my good friends. I actually consider him a mentor as well. And um, if there's one guy that can teach you how to make money, it's this guy. So what's going on, Matt? What's up, buddy? Hey, Vince. Great to be here. Awesome. I mean, our, we could probably talk for two hours if, you know, if people really wanted to know our true history and our story because we kind of came up in the industry together. Uh, but uh, why don't you give us like a quick kind of Cliff Notes version of your story so people kind of know um, how you're so awesome and what makes you so cool. Sure. Well, I got started in this industry in internet marketing in late 2008. Got up to a very slow start. So I, I wasn't making a lot of money for my first two years, but I invested into a, a high ticket affiliate marketing opportunity. And uh, the main price points were 2K, 9K and 15K. And so I did that for about two years. I was somewhat successful with it. I got off, like I said, to a very slow start. But um, towards 2011, I started creating my own products, teaching lead generation and conversions and things like that. And that's, that's where I started to get some momentum. Um, I think that's, that's when you and I met, somewhere around then. Absolutely. I mean, I think we met actually at a VIP party at, a, at an event. I don't remember which one, but it was right before it started. I know you were getting ready to create and launch the products. But uh, Matt is being very humble. Matt has built a business that's literally done nine figures in revenue. So, um, you know, when I first, before I actually started having companies that were generating seven figures, I was always like falling short. And then when I met Matt, he showed me some things, you know, very early on that really took my business to the next level. I'm sure people want to know about that. So creating a nine figure plus business, and by the way, guys, he's at his resort that he owns. <laughs> Matt bought a resort. So let's just start it off with that. Like what made you actually decide to actually, you know, invest a lot of your hard earned um, revenue into literally purchasing your very own resort in, Co in Costa Rica, correct? Yes. Yeah, so we, we started doing these big mastermind events that we would sell for, they would go from anywhere from 9,000 to up to $30,000. And they were basically all inclusive. They would go for maybe uh, four nights up to 11 nights. So they're, they're long, they're all, all inclusive for two people. And um, so we started selling those in 2012, I think it was. And, uh, and then I started doing those all over the world. So for example, we might go to the Atlantis Casino and Resort in the Bahamas and we'd have several hundred people fly in and do this big event. And so we, we started doing more and more of those every year and I was spending literally the first year hundreds and hundreds of thousands and then the second, third year, we started doing a lot more. We had a lot more people coming. We were spending millions of dollars a year. So 
that that was all the money we were paying to the resort for the accommodation, the food. And so I decided, you know what, long-term, long-term, we, we need to put in, we, we need to consider having our own training facilities, like have, having our own resort. And I think it was mid 2015 that I got that idea. Towards the end of 2015, I actually, I was in Mexico doing one of our diamond events. That's our $30,000 mastermind. And right after that, I flew to Costa Rica. I started going around with the real estate brokers, looking at different resorts for sale and felt completely out of my depth. I, you know, I hadn't even really invested in anything in real estate at that point. And the, the resort I found, which I'm at now, it's 23 rooms. It's right on the beach, the Estorias Beach here in Costa Rica. And it was literally falling to pieces. Like the, the swimming pool was dark green and the health authorities had shut it down and, and wow. roofs were caving in, gutters were falling down. Um, the place wasn't having any guests come to it. It was completely, completely run down. So um, I ended up getting it for a... a very good deal but it was a tricky deal took quite a while and we started construction about probably about a year ago and uh, we've, we've now transformed it into a really nice place uh it's not quite five stars but it will be five stars very soon we're trying to meet all the requirements for that and now we're just doing back-to-back -back events here i mean right now so i'm talking to you guys we have one of our titanium masterminds going on so oh, wow. at least yeah at least 70 percent of the month we've, we've got live events here so we we keep it pretty busy just from mobile absolutely so basically what you've been able to do is take all the expenses for from you having these events all over the world because i spoke at an event in fiji which was amazing so instead of fiji you're just having them come to your very own resort saving all that and, and over time i'm sure you're going to be able to pocket a lot more revenue as a company yeah, I mean, we're, we're saving a lot of money so we can pass it on to, to paying out bigger commissions for our, our affiliates. And we're also looking now at our second location. So in a few days, I'm, I'm going to Fiji and uh, hopefully in the next two weeks, that deal will be finished. And then we have another resort over there. And that's So you're literally buying another resort in Fiji? Yes. Wow. Yeah. And that, that one is also 23 rooms as well. That's but crazy. Require that's amazing. Big renovations. So that's, that's awesome. So I got to make sure I, I, get, I check that one out. So anytime yeah. I'm in Fiji, I, I get to come and hang out and stay is what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, you know, Matt has paid out. I mean, how much in commissions have you paid out to affiliates throughout the years? We have paid out now over $100 million. Awesome. So I know people, are, I mean, a lot of times people hear internet marketing, it's a scam, it's this and that. And you pay out hundreds of millions of dollars, or I shouldn't hundreds, but $100 million dollars. Or, or how much? Fifty million? Or was it again? No, no, no. We we paid out over one hundred million. It's like wow. one hundred three million. So what is the total revenue if you pay? If you if you, if you can't, yeah, yeah, I can't, can't disclose that. that. But it's uh, yeah, it's a bit more above that. Okay, but we wow. pay out pretty big margins. <laughs> I tried, guys. I tried to get it out of them. All right, cool. Well, tell us how a person builds a company like this because I remember when you were telling me about your plan back before it's this juggernaut that it is now. And you were saying, you know, we're going to pay out big commissions to affiliates. And I remember that, you know, there was a lot, there wasn't a lot of margin for you, you know, when it started. Um, is that a strategy? Do you think that's like a, a good strategy? Somebody that's looking to build a business to have like pay more out to the field. Is that like a good, good tactic? Well, yeah. So if, if you want to have affiliates, you've got two choices. Number one, you can, you can pay them, smaller commissions so you might pay them 30 percent or 35 40 percent 
smaller commissions on, on information products and particularly on events because events cost a lot more money. So your margins are very slim and you're going to get fewer sales, but you'll make higher margins. My approach was the opposite of that. I thought, what is the maximum I could pay out where I would keep just enough to cover my cost to make a small margin, but I would make it so much more appealing to promote mobile for an affiliate than anything else that we would, we would make up for the slimmer margins with extreme volume. So from day one, we, we were paying out pretty big commissions. Like our, our front end programs, for example, their information products, $49. We pay out 95% of that to the affiliates, two levels of affiliates, 90% and 5%. So we're left with about $2.45 on that, and that doesn't even cover merchant cost. So we make literally nothing on, on the front end products. On our next program, which is $2,500, we're paying out 55% of that just to the affiliates, so after you then pay out the phone commissions and, and all of that, again, there's not a whole lot left in that. And then on the back end for the programs that are, say, above $5,000 that are our, our masterminds where we have the resort and food and everything included, those we're still paying out uh, 38% because we pay 33% to the level one affiliate and another 5%. So it's, it's more of a risky model if you do it the way that I do it because if if you um, if you don't really know what you're doing when it comes to managing your cash flow, you can you can get yourself in trouble. trouble. Yeah, makes so you have to be very careful. Which makes sense why you want your resorts to keep that's that's going to obviously put a little bit more revenue into the company. Awesome. Yeah. I definitely have a lot more questions, but it's your turn. Anything for me? Yeah, traffic. I, I want to talk to you about traffic. So Got it. You're, you're far more beyond me when it comes to social media traffic. I'm, I'm just getting into Instagram right now and Snapchat. And uh, I, I would be embarrassed to tell you how many followers I have on Instagram. <laughs> so I'm trying to get into it and I'm, tr I'm trying to do the post all day long, but I would love to hear from you. How do you build a big following on Instagram? Well, I don't actually have a huge Instagram following. There's two ways, in my opinion, in which you can leverage social media. Okay, you've got the major influencers. So, for example, on Facebook, I think I have right at 100,000. I have several pages on Facebook, some that are like 50, 60, but my main page of entry is about yeah. um, 100,000. But on Facebook, somewhere between five and 10,000. Because I typically use Facebook, I'm sorry, Instagram about five to 10,000, because I typically use Instagram to build what's called video audiences. Right. Because with Facebook, like with Instagram, for example, with the phone, there's no distractions, right? You're not really going on Instagram on a desktop computer. So what yeah. I do is I just create really cool one-minute videos, 30-second videos that are 100% designed to get people to know, like, and trust me to build video audiences and to capture leads. So once I build that audience, I can then go back and remarket to that audience all of my um, different conversion capture pages. So I kind of have a different strategy on Instagram. It's not really designed to be an influencer. It really depends on what you're trying to do. But I mean, if you're looking to do um, to, I know how to do it. I mean, I've studied the guys who have millions of followers. Um, you know, a lot of it has to do with the consistency in which you post, the kinds yeah. of things that you post, the way that you set up your hashtags. A lot of people are, post, are utilizing the exact same hashtags with every single post. So for example, um, what some people do is they'll do a status update and they'll do all their hashtags in the actual status update area. You right. really don't want to do that. You want to just basically tell a story, 
let people know what the picture is all about. I dropped my pen. And then in the comments area of your own post, you can go in and you can leave some of the com of some of the hashtags there. Um, yeah. I think it's just like Facebook. It's really all about engagement. But I'll be honest with you, like I, I'm looking long term. I rather build a list and get leads versus try to be this big like influencer specifically on Instagram. Um, yeah. Not saying that we're not going to move that route, but again, the strategy I've been implied 95% of the time is building video audiences. Because again, when they see your video on Instagram, there's no other distractions. They see it. Once it gets past 50% to 75% of that video viewed, I found when you go back and retarget those, that audience, you can get your lead cost down in half. So kind of summarize everything. You could go on Facebook, which is basically Instagram when you're running ads. And you could target an interest group, right? Let's say you're targeting small business owners, just for example. Small business owners has 40 million people that are interested in some which way, shape, or form in small business owners. I can take that audience, market a 60-second um, video on Instagram to that large audience, and let it filter down to people that watched 95%. And it'll take that 40 million, and maybe it'll go to two, 300,000 people. But when I go to run an ad to those people, the conversion cost is cut in half compared to if I just went directly and ran the ad to the interest. Does that make sense? Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. We, we, we aren't really doing a whole lot of retargeting. We should be. So, Oh man, so it's a, if you will, you will immediately cut your cost in half. I mean, remember it's social media, so no one got on there to buy anything, right? They're just there to talk to their friends and family. So you've got to stay in front of the people that have had any kind of exposure to you. What I would do if I were you is, I would immediately set up pixels for pages, like anybody that's engaged with your page, all of mm -hmm. your fans, people yeah. like not even necessarily video views. There's so many different engagement audiences you can do now, like people that have actually interacted with posts, people that have left you messages. I would keep my offers in front of them. And the last yeah. thing I would do if I were you, because I know you've got a ginormous list, I would immediately upload my list into Facebook and I would run the direct offers just to your leads. So as those leads are coming in, stay in front of them relentlessly with your offers, because I know what offers you have. And I'm telling you, you'll make $49 sales all day long. You just stay in front of them. Every time they get on Facebook, they'll just see you. Yeah. Cool. Did that answer your question? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of those things which I've been meaning to get to for a very long time. And I know that if once we do it, we'll start making a lot more sales from it. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, with your list, you probably don't even need anything else but to stay in front of your leads and you'd probably yeah. dramatically improve sales. All right, cool. So um, my other question for you is this. So if you could generate, I, asked, I actually asked this question to my last guest. If you could generate as many leads as you could, like, in, like if there was no limit on the amount of leads you could generate, um, what would your process be for that? Would it be low end? Would it be phone? Would you go more high ticket right away? How would that basic funnel? And for anything that you want, it's like lead generation, target leads with no option. What is the process that you're thinking? Are you starting with the end in mind? Are you going low tripwire up? Or are you just going to go high ticket? Because I know you sell a lot of high ticket products. Yeah. Um, so all the revenue that Mobe has done up until now, it's, it's essentially come from two main processes. And the first process that we're most well known for, it's our 21 step process. So what, what we do is we sell a $49 information product front end. 
and every just about every single month we're coming up with a new sales video so we're always keeping the offers fresh but it's going to the exact same 21 steps and the 21 steps it's simply a wordpress membership website with 21 steps which are just videos and text below them and the 21 steps explains to someone how how this industry works how affiliate marketing works the benefit of high ticket and then it introduces our, our high ticket programs along the way so what makes it work is the content okay the way it's written the way the videos are produced and also the one-on-one -on -one phone sales like for me the the most valuable the most important sales channel that we have is the phone and uh, you told me that you told me that years ago i mean that's in my book i don't know if you remember it that has been worth like big, big numbers to us, like well over nine figures in revenue has come just from phone sales. So we have our own internal phone sales team. We have uh, all up probably about 50 people right now on the phone and they, they will basically get the, the $49 buyer lead and then they will walk them through the steps. So step one, step two, step three, and so on. And along the way, they will offer our, our programs, okay, which start out at $2,500 then 10,000, then 16,667, and then $30,000, okay? So to answer your question, what I would do, you know, I don't think of it in terms of low ticket versus high ticket. I think of it all, it's all together. To sell high ticket, you need, you need low ticket because if you're gonna sell one-on-one -on, -one on the phone, you have to be talking to buyer leads. If you're not talking to buyer leads, you're not gonna be able to build a phone sales team because they, they don't want to be calling just non-buyer prospects all day long. The conversions aren't strong enough to make it worth it. So for the economics to work, you've got to have a buyer lead. Ideally, you know, $49 would be about the minimum, I think. The rep will then call them. The rep, uh, we, we pay 15%. Okay, so to motivate good phone reps and to attract good phone reps, you need to be paying around 10, 15%. Some companies even pay a little bit more. But they're paid on pure commission. Okay. If we try to do this with non-buyer leads, so just people who filled out a form and said, Hey, I'm interested, it wouldn't work. The numbers wouldn't work. So that's that's our main process. The other process, of course, our live event division, which is they register for a free two-hour live event. They show up. Okay, we do these at different hotels in different cities all around the world every week where we could be doing five of these, five different cities. Like uh, last week we were in Manila in the Philippines and um, three different cities in America. So every, every week we go to different places. And so people register, they show up for the two hour free event. And then that's where we offer our three day paid event, which is $497. And usually we'll have about one fifth of the audience say, yes, I want to, I want to move forwards and, and go to that event. And then at that event, that's where we offer our, our higher ticket programs, just like we do in the 21 steps. So yeah, to answer your question, I, I think you, you know, if you're starting out your business from, from the very beginning, just build it as you go. But if you have a little bit more experience, it's always good to visualize the entire process from start to finish um, and build that, start building that at least before you go big on traffic. You've got to have some, some plan, some process, to monetize the traffic pretty early on. So let's basically start with the end in mind. And yeah. I think a key point there is have your phone team calling buyers. Because I know a lot of people just have the phone team calling leads 
and right. that could be an issue. Awesome. So what I want to do first is tell us where people can connect with you. Then I want to go through the notes I have and you tell me how my note taking skills are. Sure. Where can people connect? Um, yeah. So my, my main website is mobe.com. So you can go there. You can see what we're all about there. Otherwise, if you want to reach out to me personally, just send me a message on Facebook. So it's facebook.com forward slash Matt Lloyd online. Awesome, man. And Matt is a beast and we've had so much fun. Went to the Mayweather fight together and it's just so much history. So proud of you, by the way. I don't get to see you as much anymore because you're all over, but that's always, I always tell you that when I see you. And uh, so let's see. Resorts all over the place. I'm jealous, but at least I got a place to stay when I go to Fiji or Costa Rica. And the uh, main point of that was it was a way to monetize cost. He's having events all over the world. It made sense to go out there and, and take that risk. And now he's got an asset that will continue to. Um, yeah. And the, the other thing on that Vince as well, I think like long-term all business owners, they should, you want to focus on one business first, but once you've got that business up and running, you want to start to diversify a little bit with different asset classes. So I'm, I'm still big with the online marketing with my Mo business, but with the real estate and the resorts, the benefit is there's a synergy between those two different businesses because we can fill up our resorts all day long with our, our online business volume. So I think for anyone listening to, to this, you know, as you, as you do build up your, your online business, at some point, start to think about investing into different asset classes and try and pick different asset classes where the two can work together and complement each other. Because yeah, you just get these amazing synergies. Do you, another quick question. I know we're over time. Are you ever planning on letting people just stay at the event outside of the event? Out, we do. Outside of your we, event? Oh, you do. So people are just yeah. staying there. Oh, what a great, and that's a great yeah. event. That, that's the whole point. Because I, I want to keep on getting more and slowly I will have more of the volume coming from the public. So yeah, we, wow. we've already put the resort on like sites like booking.com and where we're starting to just get volume from the public. So it's kind of exciting. That's, that's that. so freaking, yeah. that's amazing. All right. So um, let's see. Uh, we talked about commissions. Matt is very generous with his commissions. Keep the affiliates happy. If you're looking to build a business that's allowing affiliates to sell, um, he kept small margins, but it was heavily based on volume. So you better be good at marketing. It sounds like to make this model work. Uh, let's see new fresh front end offers. I thought that was huge. Um, I think sometimes, at least for me personally, I get stuck with one offer and I'm not constantly creating new offers that can run the traffic through the same funnel. So I think that's a brilliant thing that I picked up here. One-on-one -on -one folks. Just, just on that Vince as well. I think part of the reason why people don't keep bringing out new offers is because they have to go and write all the copy and do all that. I don't, I don't write any of the copy. I never do any of the copy. I have, a very good copywriter, just one. I pay them a monthly retainer. They, they write all the copy. My team then puts that on keynote slides. We send that to someone who does all of our videos. So I all I do is I have to do maybe a 30-minute call with my copywriter and I'll give them the outline of the offer. That's it. So That's, that's so cool. And then the one-on-one -on -one sales team is responsible for nine figures. And I write about Matt in my book and he told me that years ago. And it definitely works. That was the difference in my companies, by the way, guys, that went on to scale to do millions of dollars. Uh, talking to buyers, we hit, we hit on that. And then when you, if you want good phone reps, you need to pay them you know, 10, 15%, have them calling on buyer leads. And uh, you, do, you also, also something that I'll, I think slid in there that people didn't catch. You took the offline model and now you're having free events driving them into the same funnel to the people who aren't, online so i think sometimes even myself i get so fixated 
online, 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 and you've been able to basically merge offline with online, which is huge. How'd I do? My notes all right? Pretty good. I tell yeah. people all the time, man, if I would have been a note taker like this, I would have been pretty good in school. Too bad I wasn't back then. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, look, I appreciate it. You survived the battle zone. You made it through alive. And uh, man, again, proud of you. And uh, we just got to keep looking out for more. I guess next thing you'll probably be buying a whole country next, right? <laughs> Maybe one day. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that completes another episode of Internet Traffic Jam. Until next time, guys, I'll see you on the internet later. All right. Thanks, Vince. Hey, what's going on? Vince Reed here. I know you got a ton of value from the content that I just shared with you, but I want to let you know that I have an additional bonus for you. How would you like to learn how to generate 2,100 quality leads for your business in less than 90 days and four lead generation and marketing strategies that you can use to actually get them? If so, go ahead and click on the link in the description of this video or visit ventreed.com forward slash win. I'll see you there.